Percy, no one likes to fall flat on their face, but when we do, is there anything to be learned? You know, I think there is, my friend. You know, we all can take uh, our cues from toddlers, as an example, who tend to fall a lot when learning to walk. No matter how many times they fall down, they simply keep getting back up over and over and over again. And with that example, we see and learn the power of resilience. Perhaps we should talk a little bit more about that today with our guests. And we will. Coming up shortly, someone who experienced a tremendous success as an ice skater and then was knocked down with multiple cancer challenges. you meet Scott Hamilton today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we are excited to have Scott with us today. Percy? We are indeed. He was a pleasure uh, to speak to and just uh, just an effervescence of, of joy and optimism. And uh, he has a compelling story that I think people will be blessed with today. We'll get to it in just a moment. In the meantime, thank you for joining us for this podcast this week. We have a question we pose each week, and this week's question is, have you ever fallen down yourself and had to figure out how to get back up to fight back, and what resources did you use to get back up? We'd love to have your response to that because we know we all fall down from time to time, and we'd love to learn from your experience. Have you ever fallen down and had to figure out how to get back up to fight back? What resources did you use? Answer the question, if you would, at our website, Health Hope and inspiration.com. Well, on that note, Wayne, and again, you're exactly right. We, we, we learn how to get back up as the great gospel artist, uh, Donnie McClurkin once said, we fall down, but we get back up. Um, we, yes. we learn how to do that. But we also have uh, an answer to a question that we asked in a previous show, as we often do here. And this response mm-hmm. comes from Lawrence Harbor, New Jersey. And the question that was posed on a, a previous show was, how did or does your faith make a difference to you? in your cancer journey and the response was i found jesus on my cancer journey looking back i marvel at all the people that were put in my path to get me through breast cancer praise god Mm. without a support Mm -hmm. base at home strangers were sent to me at every stage of treatment and you know wayne we've talked about this on a previous show about how on on difficult paths god sends strangers to us sometimes yes. and we entertain angels unaware and this is another testimony <laughs> yeah. of that so thank god yeah and yeah. Uh, we appreciate that response from lawrence harbor uh new jersey yeah thanks for taking time to answer the questions we pose each week here in the program we learn from them and we pass them on and our listeners learn as well so we help each other again go to health hope and inspiration.com well i want to talk to you about how you met scott but let's um let's start with some scripture here today absolutely our spiritual nugget for today because we've got to start and stand on the word of god is found in psalms the 20th chapter verses 7 and 8 and it reads as follows listen carefully Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. And that is going to be a compelling component of today's conversation with regard to falling down and getting back up. All right. 
Very good. Scott Hamilton is coming up in just a moment here with Percy, but i got to ask you the backstory. How in the world did you connect with Scott Hamilton? Well, you know, and, you, and you've often asked me this question, Wayne, with regard to the people that I meet and the opportunities that, that are given to me based upon the ministry that I do to cancer patients. As it turned out, and, and these are some colleagues and some constituents of yours, uh, I do a 30-minute segment every uh, third Thursday on Moody Bible Radio based out of a uh, show okay. out of uh, out of Tennessee. And there, that show is the Steve and Dawn Morning Drive show. Yeah, right. yeah, I know yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And I knew that they were friends of yours. And so, uh, you know, I give cancer tips and suggestions. And uh, we also promote the show uh, on their platform. And they're so gracious to allow me to do that. And they're wonderful people. And on this particular Thursday, uh, Steve was out, I believe. He had either a family matter that he had to attend, but he, he wasn't there to co-host. And so um, they asked if I would be okay with having Scott Hamilton uh, be on the show. And I was like, the Scott Hamilton? <laughs> I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and so, sure. yeah, sure. I'm going to say, no, I don't want to have Scott Hamilton be part of the show. And uh, so he joined and he was part of the co-hosting for the day. And, and we had just a wonderful uh, engagement. And as it turns out, everyone, uh, and you'll find out and hear his story shortly, is that he's also a former cancer patient. And he also had yep. some other cancer, you know, some other uh, cancer-related scenarios that happened even beyond that. And he was delightful. He was engaging. He was wonderful. And he had so much to say. And so as we finished talking on that day, uh, I asked, would he be willing to uh, kind of join us on this platform? And he was like, absolutely. That's my audience. You're talking to the right guy. And <laughs> well, he was gracious enough to give us a, some of his time out of his very busy schedule. And we're going to hear the result here in just a moment with Scott Hamilton. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, hey, 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 folks, I am excited to be back with you again for another episode of Health, Hope and Inspiration. And today we have uh, we have a super special guest with us. All our guests are special. Uh, anyone and everyone that has ever uh, endured a process of cancer and gone through that journey as a patient or a caregiver uh, deserves my highest applause. And we want to continue to support and nurture this community. And today uh, I want to bring to you uh, the one and only Scott Hamilton, who is uh, as you may know and will know, is the 1984 U.S. Olympic gold medalist. And you may recall that um, one of the things that, that made him uh, noteworthy was his backwards flip that, that kind of was his, <laughs> his, his, his signature move. And so uh, with that today, uh, he's with us, a four-time consecutive U.S. champion, a four-time world champion, etc. But and also has authored three books. And one of the uh, things that we want to talk about and why I was interested in having him on the show today is that he is also a cancer survivor. So he knows a little bit about the subject of 
health and wellness, and he is a man of faith as well. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. all of those things. Uh, welcome to the show today, my friend. How you doing? Ah, uh, thank you. And you know, it's just you, you, you'd hope with all that, I get like some sort of like punch card where I get like the next one free. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, it just doesn't work that way. Well, yeah. So it was two thousand four, two thousand ten. And 2016, yeah, it's been a, you know, it's kind of one of those roller coasters yeah. that you know, highest of the highs, lowest of the lows. Absolutely, and, and I'm really grateful for all of it. Well, with that being said, that's why you're here, my friend. We we want to talk to and continue to encourage and inspire and motivate uh, an audience around the pathway of of fighting and and pushing back against the negative mental, emotional and physical effects of cancer. The other thing that uh, is important to note, in the midst of all that you've been through and all that you've accomplished, uh, and based upon just some of our preliminary conversation, I would have to imagine that probably some of the work that you're probably most uh, proud of doing is now that you have the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation to assist with cancer patient support as well. So you're a busy man. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I've got, you know, this, the, probably one of the shortest words in the English language is no, and I haven't really learned how to say it yet. So, you know, but it, it, you know, so much of it is that, you know, I've been given so much and, you know, much is required, but it's, it's the whole idea that when you experience something, you know, I lost my mother to cancer, then I survived cancer and, and knowing what was the, you know, the gaping holes in the cancer community, those gaps needed to be filled. And so, um, in my survivorship, we just try to fill as many of those gaps as we possibly could. And, you know, with the main focus now being on changing the way people are treated for cancer forever, you know, it's pretty much the status quo is, you know, throw everything you can at the cancer. And, um, you know, I know there's a better way it's been proven. And, you know, seven years ago, we put that stake in the ground. We said, we're only going to fund, immunotherapy research and targeted and and Uh, super targeted therapies because you know it is possible to treat the cancer and spare the rest of the patient harm collateral damage is just such a an accepted status quo that it's just like no yeah no no there's a better way and you know it was funny that we did that and then two years later car t therapy came out for lymphoma which is t-cell therapy and now you know you see all the commercials on tv for opdivo and all these other correct sort of you know it's all about creating an immune response to the cancer i always thought is it naive to think that our bodies created the cancer why can't our bodies destroy it yeah you know it just it feels like if it doesn't belong it doesn't belong if yeah. god didn't mean it to be there then then he's given us everything we need to be able to get rid of it so what do we need to do in order for our bodies to recognize those cells, that, things that don't belong, so it can ignite an immune response and just get rid of all those um, evil cells and then just get back to living life? Well, you certainly have, obviously, the proper perspective and motivation for everything that you're doing at this point. And so with that, let's go back to the beginning, the day that you were initially told uh, that you you had cancer. When you heard that, where were you? And how did you feel and how did you react when you heard those words? Well, I, I worked really super hard. You know, I guess, you know, a friend of mine in Toronto said I had a little chip on my shoulder, you yeah, know. Okay. And I guess because I was a male figure skater, you know, it's a female dominated sport. Mm. And, you know, I always had to kind of fight a little extra hard to, you know, kind of have opportunity and all those things. And so 
you know, I was in year 13 of my professional career and I couldn't stand up straight without pain. Mm. And I, I just thought I worked myself into an ulcer or something else. So I, I, um, 50, 50, 50, 50 cities into a 60 city tour. Wow. I just decided that I did, I needed to get some tagamat or whatever they give people with ulcers. And I went into the, uh, an emergency room that was right down the street from our hotel and they put me through some tests. And then the doctor came back and he said, uh, did you eat breakfast this morning? I go, yes. And he goes, let's do this again one more time just to just to make sure everything I, you know, I have a proper. I go, sure, I got nowhere to be until the show tonight, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so he came back after the second battery of tests and he just said, OK, we found a mass. Mm. And I just started like going you know i was kind of like oh okay what's that you know and i chuckled he goes what's so funny i go well i mean look at me nobody's ever used the word mass in description of me before i'm (laughs) kind of a little guy and he goes no you need to take this thing seriously and i go what why because i don't take anything seriously okay and he said because this is either benign malignant or something else and right there i realized that um two months shy of losing you know 20 years of losing my mom yeah that i'm being diagnosed with the same disease that took her from me and my mom was the center of my universe she was amazing mm. she was just the most caring nurturing most awesome incredible woman ever yeah and now i'm being diagnosed with the same disease you know again two months shy of the 20th anniversary of losing her okay and the fear was unbelievable yeah. i mean it was just like i just felt there's visions of, of, of suffering and diminishing and succumbing to cancer. Like I saw her go through and it was just like, it was awful. And then that fear that was just like staring me right in the face, it just flipped. Yeah. And it, it, it went from that to being like, no, 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 uh, uh, I choose how I'm going to go through this. And and I want to go through it like she did, you know, fully engaged game on, 100% 100% all in and I'm just going to I'm just going to just get through this cuz I want to be back on tour next year. Yeah. I'll I'll sacrifice the last 10 cities of the US tour the 12 in Canada, but I'm going to be back on tour next year. That's my goal. So right out of the gate I went from fear to making plans. Okay. Right? I went from thinking I was going to I could see myself diminishing and dying to no. I'm going to be on tour next year. And that was kind of my, my mindset. And that's, you know, saw me through pretty much everything. And, and I was going to segue right there because being, you know, uh, obviously um, a competitive athlete and you already outlined, you know, kind of being tough to break into kind of a female dominated, you know, arena, uh, a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. You know, you've got to have a certain kind of mental and emotional kind of moxie and gravitas and kind of determination uh, to do all the things that you've done to accomplish all that you have. How did that same type of dynamic work for you once you know you got through that day you got through being told that you went through that transition of thought to saying okay i'm going full in and and um i'm coming back i'm gonna i'm sticking around how did your kind of mental preparation as an athlete aid you in walking through the process and multiple processes of kind of working through a challenge of sickness and disease with with cancer I, you know, the, the only thing that pops up when you, because I'll probably answer that question 12 different ways, but yeah. right now okay. at this time, it's like, um, because I failed before okay, and I knew how to rise above that, ah. you know, like I, 
like I, 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 you know, I, 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 I was really at the lowest part of, of skating on the national level. And, you know, I, I come in last the first year I was on the novice level at the nationals and then next to last the next year. And then, um, I was, uh, uh, go up to the junior level and, um, I was, um, you know, seventh, actually finally beat two guys. And it was, it was after that, that I kind of wasn't afraid to lose anymore. Okay. You know, it was just like, <clears throat> this isn't anything that's gonna, no, I, I'm going to step into, um, this full engagement of rising up above, you know, my limitations and diving into just, you know, being all in. And, you know, when, when I, and anytime I went all in, you know, I was rewarded for it. Yeah. I'm not a good poker player. Like I'd never do that because <laughs> uh, you know, right, right, I know right. the value of a dollar, yeah. but I'm just saying that it's like, no, it's, it's like any time that I went and I just decided that I was going to be the best, most coachable skater ever. Okay. Um, I came out on top. So, you know, it came down to, okay, I'm going to be the best, best patient they've ever had. Ah. And I'm, I'm going to be all in, you know, and, and it's funny, you know, that, how how things just sort of kind of happen in odd ways it was sort of in that i i just could sense my mother and the way she handled her her disease it was she would say oh this chemotherapy i finally found a way to lose all this weight you know uh, and, oh i love this chemo i've wanted okay. to quit smoking okay and now i have no desire and like oh this chemotherapy is fantastic. My hair is always so difficult and unattractive. These wigs are so easy and so beautiful. Okay. And so I was like, okay, yeah, okay, so I want to be like her. So you just kind of flip it around. Yeah, you just kind of flipped it on his ear. You just do that. You know, it's a process. Yep. And I knew it was a process. Like every single thing in my life has been a process. That's another process. And I just... Needed to make sure that I hit the tape chest out yep. the last day of chemo and you just on time kept, yeah. so that I could get ready for the surgery. And then after that, I was, you know, green light go. Let's get back into shape and back on tour as I wanted to do so desperately. And so with that, yeah, you, you know, laughter does good because the heart good like a medicine, the Bible tells us. And so you lean into this and you lean into your clinical care. And I want to transition into that a bit. Uh, I know that you are a strong believer. You know, you are a Christian. Mm -hmm. And as you know, and I know there are some schools of thought and camps uh, that may have some indifference about Healthcare, medicine, doctors. Uh, I'm only walking by faith. I'm only confessing uh, positive things. I'm going to trust the Lord, etc. Uh, was there ever for you as a believer uh, who has a strong foundation of Christ? Was there ever a conflict for you with regard to medical treatment and care, and also being a strong, devout person of faith who trusted in the Lord? Oh, no. Yeah. You know, when I went through cancer, like the first testicular cancer with the chemo and the surgery and everything, I believed in God, but I just didn't know. I didn't know the rules of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything to me was a game. Right. So what are the rules of the game here? Yep. And how do I how do I win yep. at this faith thing? And so all I saw was division and, um, you know, a lot of denominational faith being, I'm right, they're wrong, Correct. I'm right, they're right. Same Jesus. Yeah. And so I just sort of like was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray a lot and I'm just going to be open to all, uh, everything right now because I know I'm, I'm being moved. Okay. And, and when I say that, it's like, we all go through these periods of suffering where God is moving us. Yes. It's like, okay, enough of this. 
I'm moving you over here. So whether yes. it's a, um, a failed relationship or a loss of a job or whatever disease, we're being moved and we're being moved to draw closer to him yep. and to have more faith in him. Yeah. God made those doctors too. Absolutely. He created them and he created all of the medicines that, that are a part of that. So I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily thinking that um, I'm just going to have a spontaneous healing. I, I really felt like I needed to participate in this because this is important, yeah. an experience that's important for me to lean into, to own and operate, where I can come out the other side and I have perspective, mm. experience, and I have something that I knew that I weathered, a storm that I weathered, where now I have to sit back and wait for him to reveal the why. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so what happened was I was, you know, I was living this big, you know, kind of life and I was an entertainer and we're selling out buildings all over the country, blah 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 blah. Like that's important, right? right? And and I you know, I knew that there was something that was just offending me about all of that. Okay. You know, kind of the way that I was living and the way that it just it just didn't sit well with me. And so after I got through all my treatments and everything, I just, I just felt like I needed to, I needed to move. I yeah. needed to get up and I needed to do something. So I loaded up my car and I just started driving. Huh. And I lived in Denver and I, I drove and I drove down. I've never seen New Mexico, so I drove through there. And then I realized, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And then I realized that a, a dear friend of mine uh, managed a golf resort. I love golf in tucson arizona okay i go i'm gonna do that i'm just gonna go to tucson and i'm gonna hang out with him okay. and just have some you know spend a couple of weeks just trying to figure out what's next yeah. and so on the way into tucson um i get my back was a little sore because you know i'm a skater and i do backflips right. and I, you know crunch joints and all that and i turned over and i put it in cruise control and i was relaxing just sort of cruising you know speed limit and it was like a coyote or something ran in front of the car ah. and I went to, to adjust and I hit the gas and I, the car spun out ah. into the desert and I wrapped into a chain link fence and I, I thought, well, that's, that's not good, No, but there was a reason that happened. Right. So I was able to get the car out of it and it was really mangled and it was really messed up. I got to the, you know, I got to Tucson and then I took the car in to get fixed. They said, you know, by the time you get done fixing all the body work and everything else, it's basically total. Okay. And I go, well, can I trade it in on something else? And they go, yeah, what do you want? And I told them what I wanted. Yep. And they said, we'll look for it. And then um, they, about a week later, they came back. It was maybe not a week, but it was like, it felt like a week. And they said, uh, we found it. Um, it's in, actually, we're going to have it flatbedded in here. It's in LA. And I go, well, no. What, what does that cost? They go, it costs like $1,000. And I go, well, I can jump on a Southwest flight for 50. Yeah. Let me just do that. So I flew into LA, grabbed a cab, went over, picked up the car. And I go, well, what, now what am I going to do? I'm in LA. Yeah, right. And um, and so a friend I worked for said, why don't you stay with me for a while? And I, I don't like being a mooch. And I go, I'll stay with you only if you help me find a, an apartment to rent for the summer. Okay. And he said, I can do that. So I rented an apartment in um, L.A. and there was it was about a 15 minute drive to a rink and I was training hard and I was building my body back and really just trying to invest in getting healthy. And I knew that I'd set sail because that's what we do. Right. You know, we need to you know, if, if you have one foot in the boat, and one on dry land, you're not going anywhere. That's true. Right. That's true. So I, I and I knew that I was being moved. I, I just all these instincts are like, get out, get out whatever that was, get out. 
and no, you're not ready yet. No, you're not ready. No. And so I didn't really want to get into a relationship with a woman or anything. I just wanted to skate and kind of figure out what my next thing was. But, but then you eventually threw a a serendipitous introduction at a skating fundraiser of all things uh, in Memphis. You met your future wife, Tracy. God is involved. He is intimately involved with each and every one of us. That is correct. And he knows exactly what we need when we need it. But he, we just sometimes have to wait for it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just one of those things. Not, nope, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. And, now. Yeah. And he, I'm, I'm, I'm opening you up <laughs> yep. for it now. But without cancer, that never would have happened. Right, right. I would have been like doing that life thing. And, and it was funny, too, because when I met Tracy, she, we were dating for, I guess, a, a, a few weeks. And she goes, okay, I'm really, I'm really, really comfortable yeah. in our relationship, but yeah. I, I have to ask you something really important. And I go, you can ask me anything. And she said, where are you in your relationship with Jesus? Right, right, right. Praise and God. I said what any smart guy would say, <laughs> where do you want me to be? <laughs> but it was in there and she goes, no, really, where are you? And I said, here's, I, I just, I'm, I struggle with all this. Who's right. Who's wrong. Right. What, you know, and. And, and why did he have to die? I didn't know any of those things. Got it. And she said, okay, you need to talk to my pastor. And so I met her pastor. Okay. And I explained everything to him. And he goes, I couldn't agree with you more. Let's get to work. Praise God. And I was, I was okay. Where do you start? I was so ready for it then. And I, and I really, I, I, there's too much noise in my life before that. But he stripped it down. He said, you're going to be sick for a while. You're going to be isolated for a while. Right. You're going to be really weakened for a while. Correct. And then I'm going to convict you to move. I'm going to introduce you to your soulmate. And then you're going to step into my presence where I will give you everything you need for the rest of your life. And that sounds Amen. exactly how God does business and will continue to do business. His ways are not our ways and et cetera. Mm-mm. But he's there. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are, what is perceived, obviously, as a bad thing. And I don't think anyone, uh, being, no. a, being a cancer survivor myself, no one would volunteer. God uses all things. To work together. All things. Yeah. Yeah. All things. And when I heard when I read that, it's like, bing, 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 bing. I, I totally relate to that. And so stepping into the next three brain tumors, it was like, first one, I, Tracy and I were married. We had a... A, a child uh-huh. who was 14 months old. And I was like, that I can't. And I, I go, how am I going to tell her? I told her, we got up to the room and Aiden was banging the phone on the cradle like all little kids do. Right. And she goes, what's going on? And I just come from the doctor where they did an MRI and gave me the diagnosis. And I just didn't know how else to tell her. I said, I have a brain tumor. Yeah. And without skipping, like not even a hesitation, she grabbed both of my hands and she started to pray. Wow. Wow, praise God. And it was God. just, it, oh, wow, so cool. it knocked me down. It yeah. was so powerful. Yeah. First, you don't understand how powerful that, in that moment, I was so adrift. Yeah. You know, I was like, how can this happen? I've been so, I've been knocked down and I've been fortified. Yeah. Yep. And now yep. I step into this season where I'm now a husband and a father and I'm being, I'm being threatened again. Yeah. And in that moment, I knew I was going to be fine. Praise I knew God. I was going to be fine. Amen. So they, they, they couldn't figure out what it was. They went through, um, top of my head, there's a little, where's the divot? I think it's right there. Uh-huh. And, um, 
And they said you could lose motor function, memory, speech, and all those things. And so I woke up, wiggled my toes, knew who I was, where I was, why I was there, and I went, test. Okay, I can still speak. Yes. <laughs> this is good. Yes. And yes. Tracy came in with a smile on her face. The doctor came in with a smile on her face. And the crazy thing was, is I was born with this brain tumor. Wow. Wow. I didn't grow for four years as a child and spent four years in hospitals. Okay. It was never diagnosed. Okay. Until they biopsied this and they found it and they said, you were born with this brain tumor. And in the in the information they gave Tracy, it said craniopharyngioma pituitary brain tumors are usually found early in a child's life due to a lack of growth and development. Wow. If I hadn't had this brain tumor, I never would have started skating. I never would have been the perfect size to do what I do. That is and amazing. all these things, God uses all things, right? Yeah. And so six years later, it comes back. I had it radiated in 2004, 2010, it came back. And this time it didn't feel good. Okay. This time it felt like getting kicked in the gut. And the, they did a surgery and it didn't go as planned. They nicked an artery, it became an aneurysm. And so I had uh, eight more procedures after that one surgery. Wow. Let's just say when you wake up from brain surgery and you, your leg is in a brace, you don't really want to know why. No, no, <laughs> you, know, you just no. don't. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that, that was a season of getting knocked down, getting disappointed, getting desperate, getting, and it, it, draw, it just drew me closer to to the lord yeah. and i remember i was sitting in my in my um in my hospital room and i i don't i'm still convinced this day it wasn't a human being it was an angel yeah i was in my room and i was praying and the nurse came in and she had this odd accent and she goes hello what, what are you i heard you speaking huh. were you talking to someone uh -huh. and i go yeah i was just praying and she goes, oh, you like to pray. I do too. Oh. I love to pray. Oh. So how do you pray when you pray? And I go, I just tell the Lord how grateful I am for yeah. everything in my life. All of this, Scott, if I can just jump in right here, everything that you've articulated, this whole path and sequence and all that took place after the height of the career that you experienced, all drew you closer to the relationship of God, with God, and really grounded you around this whole mission of, of helping others. Uh, in our closing seconds, and, and we're going to come back and do something else with you, what would you say today uh, drives and fuels the hope that you have, not as being a famous skater, but being the guy that went through that entire sequence that you just outlined? What continues to fire your faith and, and your hope and keep you burning and moving in the direction that you're in today? I think just I was spared for his purposes. Yeah. As I touch others, I hope they touch others. And that's exactly the next time that we come back and get behind the microphone. I want to talk about that right there. And uh, we'll discuss uh, the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation in great detail and how individuals can get involved. Today, you've heard here on Health, Hope and Inspiration from the one and the only and, and dare I say, uh, passionate and humble uh, Scott Hamilton, 1984 U.S. Olympic gold medalist. You know him for the famous backflip. But you may not have known about some of the other things that took place later on down the line after uh, the adulation and the success of, 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 of being a, a world-class skater. 
and how God used him. And we're going to talk about that on another segment at another time. Stay tuned. But thank you for listening to this episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, it was so good to hear from Scott Hamilton today along with Percy McRae. And they are going to continue that conversation next time you join us here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'll talk more with Percy about it in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, we're taking a little extra time this week, but it's worth it to hear from Scott. Thank you for bringing part one of the conversation to us. As I said, we're going to continue it next week. Indeed, we will. And he had a lot to say, and he had a lot of important things that I think uh, that highlights his journey that I think will be a blessing for many people in terms of going from glory, you know, to a place of really a, a low state physically and being challenged and then how the Lord restored him and brought him back to a place of prominence, but in a very different way as he then understood that he needed to give back and serve the cancer community. And boy, is he doing that with, with a vengeance. <laughs> Yeah. The word that came to my mind as I listened to you talk with Scott is resilience. Here's a guy who's been up and down and up and down, but through it all, I mean, his trust is in God. It is. And he talked about even in the interview how initially as he started his skating career because of his stature and because of the sport being kind of dominated by the by the women that he always kind of had a little chip on his shoulder of having to overcome and mm. to rise above challenges so i would say that that's pretty much part of kind of the path that he has lived and certainly that became true when he uh, found himself in a scenario where he had to deal with being diagnosed with cancer yeah. and how to work through that and how to overcome that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear part two next time. And we'll learn more about the Scott Hamilton Care Foundation next time you join us here in Health, Hope and Inspiration. But, you know, you read that uh, that psalm to us earlier in the program today. Uh, I, I want to circle back on that because now having heard from Scott, I think that uh, that psalm really fits in beautifully here. Yeah, and that's the reason why I chose it. So Psalms 20, verse 7 and 8, and again, listen carefully with the construct of it and talking about being brought down and then being brought back up and rising above uh, mm -hmm. our challenges and our circumstances. Psalms uh, chapter 20, verse 7 and 8 tells us, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Verse 8. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. And that certainly was and is the case for Scott Hamilton today. Yep. And you're going to hear, oh, how has he risen? And oh, how is he standing today with regard uh, to a new passion and emphasis of what he does in helping support the cancer community after going through his trials and tribulations as a cancer patient today? Scott, we love you. We thank you for all that you do. And thank you for your story. 
Yeah, and now that we've heard from Scott, how about answering our question this week, which fits right in. Have you ever fallen down and had to figure out how to get back up to fight again? What resources did you use to get back up? Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on connect, and you'll have a chance to answer the question this week. We'd love for you to do that. And while you're at the website, our resource we're offering this week is 50 Encouraging Scriptures for Cancer Patients. How appropriate. 50 Encouraging Scripture Verses for cancer patients. Download that also at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, we're going to wait until next week to hear part two of your conversation with Scott Hamilton. Percy, God bless you. Thank you for bringing it to us. Yes, sir. And in the meantime, remember, folks, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.